Welcome to another episode of Clear and Oblivious, an NFL podcast. The season is hotting up. Tete is the new Colleen Rooney of the Kansas City Chiefs and Dallas have had a shock loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, also, the fucking Steelers won and we're top of our division, so shove it up, you people. It was a great old weekend in the NFL. Miami absolutely horsed it into the Denver Broncos, uh, 70-20. Honestly, it was like watching Irreversible in slow motion. Uh, Jared Goff is absolutely smashing with the Detroit, Detroit Lions. Like I can think they might get to the playoffs. He and he's been pretty standardly good. I know we've given them a load of dogs abuse back in through the years on this podcast, especially Wall used to hate the fucker. But he uh, has been stand, his standards have been high. I mean, he's he's smashing in like three hundred yards pretty much every game at least. So uh, that is Jared Goff. He's got a lot of weapons. Uh, I like watching the Detroit Lions basically. Uh, the Steelers, uh, yes, we won top of our division. No idea how that's happening, considering everybody wants to kill a certain coach in our team like, straight up dead. Uh, uh, yeah, and the Swifties, I reckon as well, Swifty, uh, old Tay-Tay is with, like, Travis Kelsey, but, like, she should be with DeAndre Swift, you know, or the Eagles. Two Swifties, they're meant to be together. This is the clear and oblivious news. The Miami Dolphins treated the Denver Broncos the same way Japanese whalers treat actual dolphins. The 70 points that Miami put up was a record because it was the first time I ever got off watching grown men getting battered. Tay Tay Taylor Swift has been dating Travis Kelsey for a week now and is already in the family's private box at the Kansas City game with Travis's mother. At this rate tomorrow they'll be married and have broken up with four kids and by the weekend Travis will be the subject of her new super hit called Fuck That Little Kelsey Bitch. Antonio Brown took to social media to express his disgust in the Steelers coordinator Matt Canada and his plays, even offering his own services of, as offensive coordinator. Steelers fans are currently in such dismay of their current offensive coordinator that some see hiring a bedroom rapper whose brain is soup with allegations of sexual assault as a positive thing. This week, the Jets wore the Ukrainian flag on the back of their helmets to represent how their season and offense pretty much is going so far. So much like a crash in Donetsk, it's in absolute fucking ruins. That's all for this week's Clear and Oblivious News. If you enjoy this podcast and want to get more involved, I have a Patreon account where you will get bonus short episodes during the week and access to our thriving Discord community, who discuss the games live, play games like fantasy football, and even drop topic suggestions for the bonus episodes. Join the Clear and Oblivious team at patreon.com forward slash clear and oblivious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, do you join the Patreon because I have no money. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, basically uh, a little issue again with the goddamn podcast. I reckon at this stage, I think what's happening is Danny Ryan just doesn't want to do the podcast. All right. Because we had him, we had him missing. We got Nelson to fill in. Uh, that was no, we missed him one week. And we got someone else. Then we got Nelson in to sort him out for the last time, Danny Ryan. And this time, I have finished recording this podcast two days ago. Uh, and Danny's, basically, we had to do it over Zoom. And Danny's, <laughs> the recording Danny gave me was basically, I tried my best to save it. But it would be like listening to, like, it, it sounded like he was popping, you know, like them little 
that that's that fucking stuffy rap stuff like bubble rap jesus christ friend uh it was rapping bubble rap it felt like he was chatting to me and also going and you could also hear my voice through the whatever so he wasn't wearing headphones or whatever so apologies for that we got a late one and uh of course today i was like let's do it in the morning get it out friday after the thursday night game you're a packers fan we're watching and now he has slept through three alarms so i am filling in it's a solo bastard today. It's going to be like one of the Patreon episodes. But uh, there's plenty of NFL fucking things, at least for me to talk about, uh, which will be uh, the main thing. The real is, it really is the fucking main thing. Uh, I stayed up last night to watch the Lions and Packers. And you know what? I'm fucking raging. I, put, I never usually put a tenner on a bet. Usually I, I it's like a couple of three quid ones up to the range of a tenner, but I had a full tenner because I found out Bet365 were allowing like multipliers on sacks and stuff like that. And I was like, oh my God, this is where my, my actual strengths lie, you know? So yes, that's right. I'm self-proclaiming my actual strength is calling defensive plays, but uh, I'd be better at it than this, this other fucking shit. Uh, I had... I had got um, a, a bet of Aiden Hutchinson to get a sack. Got it immediately. A two-point conversion to be thing done. And then Jared Goff to throw two touchdowns. Like, he threw the first one immediately. Amron Ross. So I just needed Jared Goff to throw a touchdown. I knew because they are doing so well, he would just be running it a lot. Uh, and there was a couple of plays he went for it. And I was just, I can't believe I didn't win that bet. Like, that, that, that has killed me to my core. Yesterday was a total disaster, by the way. I, I fucked up. Well, first of all, I had the recording of this podcast. It went absolutely to shit. Uh, we had problems uploading the absolute cut one. Uh, it was a, it had to go up a day late. Uh, I failed yet another driving test. Yes, that's right. My second driving test, I failed. Uh, mind you, this time it wasn't like the last time. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, the last time, the first time I failed it, I started touching the the, the, the guy's knee and being like, oh my God, is it your first time too? Because I completely disagreed with why he failed me. This time was more of a judgment call. Uh, I was quite, I, I had one major and one minor. Who gets one minor only? It's like a perfect drive, but also it's like, but the one you did, Mick, is over. Uh, so what I, I, he basically asked me on a roundabout with like roundabout, he was just like, basically, can you go in there? Uh, can you merge into that little traffic, that little, uh, that little lane there? And when I did, he thought that I was too close to a car that was jutting out into my road a little bit. It, I wasn't, I was going eight miles an hour during a red light, just slowly going past it with a clutch. And he went, Oh, anyway, he put his hand up to like touch the wheel. And in my head, I was like, motherfucker, like. I was nowhere near it. I was already past the fucking thing. He's a little pair clutcher, is what I'm saying. Uh, no, nah, he was actually fine. Uh, most of the way back, I knew I'd failed, and he was chatting to me about uh, stand-up comedy and stuff like that. Uh, so, uh, good good fun and all that. Uh, but I have failed yet another driving test. And now I'm starting to think I'm going to get into that territory where I will continuously fail it. You know, you hear those people. I know someone who's done it nine times. You know what I mean? So... I wonder if that's going to happen. I don't want to be one of those people. It doesn't. It doesn't fly for where I'm from. Where like where I'm from, it is a big deal if you manage to fucking fuck it up like seven or eight times. Uh, but anyway, that's what happened. It happened. So then I tried to stay up. Uh, yeah, it's been an absolute fucking nightmare essentially. 
But the NFL has been great this week. Uh, let me see. I'll just go through some of the NFL results before I get into some absolutely wild stories in the NFL this week. Uh, if, if there was any anywhere a fucking week that I had to do the podcast myself, it was this week because uh, we've got Chandler Jones coming up, Antonio Brown uh, that's even linked. We've got Tay-Tay, Kelsey. We've got Aaron Rodgers still believing in, that he's going to come back in six months from uh, listening to Wales coming. Uh, but here we go. So uh, we're going to just go through the, the little results for this week because uh, we had the basically we had there the 49ers and Giants was the Thursday night game. I remember that the Lions uh, won last night when this has come out. They, they're looking strong. They'd beaten the Falcons at the weekend. It looked like a very easy thing. You know, the Packers are obviously absolutely crumbling. Their offensive line is like fucking ground zero at the moment. But, you know, it's uh, <laughs> It was it was a tough watch for them, I'm sure. They did show a good bit of fighting spirit, though, in fairness, to get back into it, much like they did at the weekend against the uh, the Saints. Uh, my favorite thing about Dar- Derek Carr, by the way, with the Saints uh, battled well. They should have won that game. Derek Carr went into the game and the thing changed. And as like a vote of confidence for his older quarterback, Derek Carr was basically like, well, listen, Jimmy Winston is a starter in this league. You know, whatever way you look at it. So I'm very confident in the backup. But really, like, like he's barely a fucking starter in Madden. He plays, he's one of them guys, we said before, he's a guy that plays the actual NFL like he's playing Madden. Like like Jimmy Winston, old Jimmy Winston doesn't believe. Jimmy Winston does sound like a, a kind of like a fucking Irish Anglo-Saxon farmer. Old Jimmy Winston, old Jimmy's Winston, uh, he, he plays it. He'd rather, rather get sacked or thrown the ball away. Winston would rather directly fuck it directly up in the air and hope that Chris Olave or someone comes down with it. That's the type of quarterback he is. And you know what? I don't even hate him for it. I enjoy watching Winston. It's either going to be, it's either going to be five touchdowns and two interceptions thrown, or it's going to be two touchdowns thrown and five interceptions. You never know. But either way, it's going to be fucking spectacular. The big spectacular fucking win of the week was the Broncos-Dolphins game, which the Dolphins won 70-20. And I saw tweets afterwards, people going like, did you know that the Dolphins win against the Broncos was Scorigami? And I was like, are you fucking joking me? Uh, Obviously, it's fucking Scorigami. I think it was only like, it was like a team that never existed. I remember chatting to Danny Ryan about this in the podcast that was never to be. Uh, and he was chatting about, uh, he goes, I, I thought it was a true story. I thought it was a real team. He was saying like the Boston, it was like, oh, it was a team you never even heard of. That's won the last time I won the, of that height. It was like the Boston Cosmonauts. And I was like, God, oh, that's a good name. He's like, I met it up. Uh, so I can't believe that. Much like our Vancouver Vanilla Fantasy team. Uh who is doing well. But anyway, yes, 70-20. That was insane. I had never even heard of that rookie running back, the one that got an extra four. What type of fucking game has your two running backs? Like, you know, eight touchdowns between Mostert and A-Chain. A-Chain? I can't remember if he... Uh, yeah, he could have said A-Train. He could have met his name. He came out and said his name was pronounced differently than A-Chain. So I got, what the hell is it, right? I just have A-Train in my head. Uh, which would be cool. But oh, no, no. That's not good enough for old fucking h um, But yes, you know, usually in your running backs, you have like the old one-two punch, but that just felt like that wasn't a one-two punch. That was just two AZs from close range into your face, you know? So good luck. The Dolphins look absolutely unstoppable, especially offensively. I do feel like Tua Tugavaiola gets injured 
and then uh, the wheels will slightly come off that offense. Not that he has anything to do with it, but right now it just seems to he just seems to fit what them receivers want, and they fit what he wants. So it's a they've just done a very good job there. Uh, as much as I absolutely hate that fucking coach of theirs, that little dickhead looking cunt. Anyway. 70-20 for the, the Miami Dolphins. I think they're looking very, very strong, along with the 49ers and possibly the Eagles and then the Chiefs, I would say, are the four best teams looking in the NFL at the moment. There's a considerable drop-off, I feel, this year at the moment between a lot of the teams. You know, uh, the Chargers fought back to beat the Vikings. Uh, yeah, not looking particularly well for all of them. Mind you, the Chargers don't have Eckler and did eventually come back and win the game, but I'm pretty sure that's one and two. Uh, I think one of them's two, both of them are in one and two, or maybe the Vikings are own three at the moment, uh, which is a surprise. I actually thought Alexander Madison would do a, that was like rare to go. I didn't even think that Minnesota Vikings would have missed Dalvin Cook with, with someone like Madison. I was like, yeah, it makes sense that they traded him away and get whatever picks when they have someone like that. But Madison is fucking struggling. And it's not, I know he had that whole racism thing when the uh, people were, they were condemning racism. He's got a lot of... Who the fuck, by the way, sends racism to someone? Uh, no, I know racist would be a good answer there, Ryan. But, you know, like, I can't understand fucking people that would see... Like, you know... Like my Christian McCaffrey, you see Christian McCaffrey fumbling the ball. You're sitting there, you little stupid little hunky. <laughs> I just little pig. Uh, no, I just find that that carries much less much less weight, by the way, than what I'm presumably was sent to Alexander Madison. But uh, these people are fucking mental. Happens in all sports, and it's a very sad time. Look at me getting all fucking delicate about things. Uh, delicate about racism. The Ryan Cullen story. Anyway, the Texans, uh, I, I was quite surprised at this one. The Houston Texans actually fairly smashed the Jaguars 37-17. But even the Jags were lucky to get 17. And the Texans were just, they are just fucking flying. Uh, that looked very good. They have a couple of rookies there. Like Damian Pierce hasn't really started too well this season. But that's mostly because they've been behind in games and chucking. And I find that like uh, they've got people like Tank Dell and, uh, oh God, who's the other guy? Uh, well, their, their quarterback. Uh, it looks not too bad. I mean, I feel like most people that landed the Texans are kind of doomed to be fucked anyway, uh, especially at quarterback and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, the yeah, Texans absolutely ran right, so maybe they could start sticking a couple of things together. That would be interesting to see. I'm not really sure who's the worst team in the NFL at the moment. Probably, I'm going to say Giants, but I also think they'll probably eventually get it together with old Brian Dable in charge. Brian Dable gives off an energy like, you know, like one of those people in Last Chance You, one of those boys that starts screaming at all the players and you're ready for him. It just feels like he's about to say something racist, but never does. That's what Brian Dayball is to me. Um, yeah, so we had the Bills Commanders. That was pretty much a whitewash. Commanders didn't put out much of a fight. Uh, Bills looking a little bit better, uh, beating the Commanders 37-3. Uh, the Browns beat the Titans uh, 27-3. That was a really, again... It was very fuck all. A lot of the games at the six o'clock, especially, were going nowhere until the very end of the last quarter. Most of the games were kind of like shutouts, or as as Scott Hansen said, there was a couple of bagels on the board, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, the Patriots uh, eventually overcame uh, the the Jets, which was uh, you know it's not really a hard thing to do, but especially with old Wilson in the backfield, you know. Uh, but anyway. 
the Patriots got one over their division rivals. Uh, Colts beat the Ravens, which was a surprise. Justin Tucker missed a field goal. Anytime Justin Fos- Justin Fucker, Justin Tucker missed a field goal, I'm just like, the world, the world's ending. I feel like at any moment now, Yellowstone is going to explode, and we're going like, yeah, well, we had the signs. We saw what was going on. There's some other good games. Seahawks over to the Panthers. Steelers uh, beat the Raiders. Uh, Chiefs hammered the Bears, as obviously was going to happen. Another shock to me was probably that the Cardinals overcame the Dallas Cowboys with Joshua Dobbs and stuff. Just had a good fighting performance. Uh, the Bengals came back to beat the Rams, even though they didn't look too great in either of those teams. And the Eagles beat the Buccaneers. So, big, big week in the NFL. It was quite good. This week, I am quite pissed off at... I've been saying that the late games have not been great. You know, like, for example, next week's late games, like primetime games, uh, will be Jets-Chiefs. Now, I get why that was there, Aaron Rodgers, but now without that, that's just going to be watching the Chiefs win 40-0. It's going to be kind of like, ugh, kind of boring, you know what I mean? Uh, And then the Monday night game will be, that's the Sunday night game, and then the Monday night game is the Seahawks and Giants. I just, like, like, why... Why, why the Seahawks-Giants? I'm sure it'll be kind of even, so it might be a bit of a, a laugh. But look at some of the games that are now not in the thing. The Cowboys-Patriots, Sunday night. That would be great. I'd even prefer the Bills and the Dolphins. How is that not prime time? You know, uh, even the Ravens-Browns is a, a fucking divisional matchup that would be that would be very good. Uh, you know, Chargers-Raiders. There's a lot more. There's just so many better games again than the primetime game. But anyway, it just means that I can probably go to bed slightly early. So it's not the fucking worst, is it? Um, I don't know what else. Now, Aaron Rodgers, we're talking about the Jets. Yeah, they, they, they get in all the primetime games because they thought Aaron Rodgers would be fucking around. And of course, uh, Aaron, in case you all have don't know, is basically dead. Uh, snapped his Achilles. He thinks that he's, first of all, he came out the last day saying he could probably be back for the playoffs. Right, Number one, mental. Number two, what the fuck does it make you look at Zach Wilson and think you're going to be in the playoffs by then? Uh, uh, it's fucking amazing. But, like, I still can't get over, and I mentioned it last episode because this is, like, a, a week or two old. It was Aaron Rodgers saying that he will... The reason why he's coming back is because anything's possible. He wants to explore... He's, he says that... Right. I'm going to read this out because it's much better. There's some I- there's ideas that some of the noises this is his idea to get heal- healed quicker. There's idea that some of the noises from dolphins when they're lovemaking, the frequency of that is actually healing to the body. Now, by his reasoning, that means just any old like any anything would have that has a certain pitch. <coughs> you know, you could have a tin whistle and I go, Oh, so you want me to play uh <coughs> it's E, isn't it? It's the key of G. Is that okay? It's G minor. I believe that's the key that dolphins that you're listening to. He's like, no, no, it has to be dolphins coming. It has to be dolphins coming or it won't work. What a fucking freak. Uh, <clears throat> what's going to be funny is he's going to come back and he's going to come in too early after, you know, firing fucking horse cum into his veins. And then he's going to, you know, you know, in the ayahuasca, he's going to have... Uh, like, he's going to have an ayahuasca fire horse coming and then just absolutely fucking snap his Achilles in the first play. I hope he snaps his Achilles again and still hasn't, like, completed a pass for the Jets. That would be my that would be my dream scenario. I think it would be great. 
Um, talk about hogging the fucking TV. Usually it's shite teams and stuff like that. But uh, last night, last night, last week, this is a weekend, Travis Kelsey, right? The Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing, right? Uh, I, I seen that like they've got together, they're dating, they've only had one date or two dates or whatever. Uh, there's a couple of things I have to say on this, right? First of all, we didn't need to see her. 26 times anytime if, like someone had to like anytime the Chiefs free a ball Mahomes put the ball out of play or anytime Travis Kelsey made a route that wasn't thing you didn't have to zoom into Taylor Swift to see what her fucking reaction was everybody's like we know we know she's in the fucking building um, but anyway uh, I, I love the fact that yeah she put him up in the box with her parents like after one date I think they said they had met once and I'm not even sure about that and then she came to the game and she's already up with her entire parents and thing. And she was like, oh, my parents loved her. Imagine you went on a date and met with Gary for two minutes ago. Oh, well, that's great. Well, anyway, uh, do you want to come and listen to my podcast? Uh, my entire extended family's there and you can be locked in a room with them uh, right from the off. I'm sure you'll have plenty to talk about since you're a fucking pop star. Uh, terrible idea. But Travis, I love the fact that Travis has not played this cool whatsoever. Like, he immediately told everyone that it was happening on his own podcast. Then he started playing up to it. Then he started, like, wearing, like, cryptic suits that that kind of, like, match her lyrics or some shit. You know? She's also got, like, uh, yeah, it, it it's a... <laughs> I love that his merchandise has went, like, through the roof. It's went up, like, 400% with Taylor Swift fans, uh, which is amazing. Does this mean, as, like, a sort of, like, a, a crossover, that Kansas City Chiefs fans will have to go to Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift fucking, like, yeah, <laughs> concerts. So, like, you go to the next Taylor Swift concert, there's a load of Swifties, and then, like, a load of, like, pickup trucks up the back. <laughs> I'm sorry. That would be absolutely amazing. It's a weird couple, okay? It is a weird couple. Uh, I know I mentioned this last week. I just think it's a couple that I never would have fought together. I never thought Travis Kelsey would be seen as a good-looking chap, for a start, you know, so that kind of like, you know, that, that really resonated with me, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, it's gone wild, uh, I wish there was a little less talk of it, because half the time I'm trying to watch the game, and they're just zooming into her and thing, uh, but he hasn't played it cool, even after that, even after that game, he went back on his podcast and talked about all of it again, like, you know, oh, we did this. This is where we went. She must be messaging me. Hey, can you just, like, chill? Can you just chill a little bit here? Because all you're going to do is absolutely freak me out. And if you freak me out, prepare. Prepare for a song that will dismantle you from your core. <laughs> Travis can dismantle a man with his right run, and Taylor can do it with her saucy lyrics. I don't think any of her lyrics are really saucy. I'm pretty sure that's the wrong word. Um, yeah, I'll chat a little bit here about this before the end of this podcast. Uh, it's going to be a quicker one today because I didn't have any fucking goddamn people around. Uh, but Antonio Brown... Uh, so Antonio Brown's going to mention this. I'll just start with Antonio and then move into the other CTE cases that have clearly uh, been part of the fucking the news uh, this week in the NFL especially. Uh, I'm going to just read the, the headline of this one. It's on the, I'm reading this off the Daily Mail, but I saw it in Lifetime coming up on the... this Like, people just retweeting it and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. Okay. 
the first of all, I just saw a picture of Matt Canada with a little Hitler tash on. I go, oh, what the? F-? I was like, who the fuck's this? And then I said, AB84. And I went, oh my God. Antonio fucking Brown. So, Antonio Brown spoke sparks furious reaction after comparing Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada to Hitler. Uh, I think he said he called it Adolf Canada rather than like, you know, Matt Hitler would have been also funny. But I think he went with Adolf Canada, which shows that he doesn't know it. Well, Adolf Canada. I can't tell if Matt Hitler's funnier. I think Matt Hitler's funnier. Uh, Anyway. He compared defensive coach Matt Canada to Hitler in latest bizarre online post as West fans call comment wildly inappropriate. Yeah, I reckon it might be a little bit inappropriate in fairness, considering everything. Brown's comments were in reference to the Nazi leader that came during Yom Kippur. <laughs> I love the way they go. Brown's comments in reference to the Navi meter. Uh, yeah, we know. We know who Hitler is. In a series of twists... A former NFL wide receiver, Antonio Brown, has decided to compare the Pittsburgh Steeler coordinator to Adolf Hitler. Brown, who has played in his nine seasons in Pittsburgh and is highly critical of Canada's offensive system, which is one of the least efficient in the league. To express his displeasure with former Canada, former team's offensive leader, Brown has decided it would be a good idea to crudely pencil at a moustache, similar to that of Nazi leader on Matt Canada's face. In a follow-up tweet, Brown then simply just called... My Canada, Adolf Canada. I love the fact that he he just he was like, maybe they don't get it. Maybe they're trying to think I'm saying he's like Charlie Chaplin. Maybe maybe they think I'm going to have to make sure that everyone knows that I meant Adolf Hitler. The timing of his tweets are odd and poorly timed for two reasons. Number one, it's 2023. (laughs) No, that's not what it says. I'm right, though. First of all, they came after the Steelers beat Las Vegas 23-18 while whacking up a season-high 333 yards to improve. Yeah, I mean, that was more Raiders are bad. That's Secondly, secondly, the tweets were sent during Yom Kippur, the holiest day in Judaism. Hold the fucking phone here. Like, you can't write the the most... The number one is poorly timed for two reasons. Number one, the Steelers actually won. And number two, it was about the six million people who died during their massive festival. Like, I, I reckon you could go, firstly, the tweets were sent during Yannick Burr, and then, obviously, it was just Steelers had won. Yeah, don't start with the Steelers. That's wild. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, I love the fact, i just seen the picture again. They've just had it. Canada's offense has been widely panned, with Brown thinking he should replace the coach. That's the bad thing. It's been so, so bad that I reckon that it's a pretty good... Like, I would take it. You know? Like, I would take him, to be honest. I would take anybody right now. I would take fucking Michael Barrymore. I would take a fucking... I would take an amoeba that has yet to form into fucking anything. I would take a drop of cum on the underpants of Harvey Weinstein's fucking... Look, all I'm saying is anything. So, maybe, maybe he's the right choice. That's all I'm saying. Uh, people are people have started tweeting like and CTA, you know the CTE is all flaring up again. I love the way that Antonio Brown is just owning the fact that he's got CTE because most mad people, like most mad people, don't know that they're fucking mad. So it's quite funny that Antonio Brown is basically, uh, like just acting up to it. He's like an old person in a in a retirement home. They're just like you know. I remember Dylan Moore had that thing like if I'm old and I'm in a I'm in a retirement home, I'm just going you know I'm going to piss myself, deal with it. I'm old. Well, that's what Antonio Brown, I feel like, is doing now with CTE. He's just going to rob a fucking bank or something. Uh, he's got a way of half the shit anyway. He's done all the criminal, literal stuff. Uh, but he's just going to go, yeah, sorry, I remember my, my head's scrambled egg now. It's coming out my fucking ears. <laughs> so, um, yeah. 
It's absolutely wild. Now, what's sad to see, obviously, it is clearly, he is actually clearly right. It is definitely CTE uh, and stuff like that. Um, let me see. Uh, I've just typed into Chandler Jones's. Uh, Jesus Christ. I've, I'm just typed into Chandler Jones's uh, Twitter account because I wanted to read it out. And speaking of CTE, but it's actually all his tweets are gone now. Uh, basically, Chandler Jones, the old Johnny Bones's brother, one of the best uh, defensive players in the NFL for a long time, has, uh, has currently got CTE as well. And he has gone full Antonio Brown with it. Some of the things he wrote that yesterday or two days ago, it was about 24 hours ago by this stage, uh, were were genuinely worrying. Like, uh, I, like, look, I'm going to read out some of these uh, and I'm going to go through some of these tweets because some of it takes a while to like get through. Right, Raiders Chandler Jones posted dozens of tweets slamming his team again, saying his coach Josh McDaniels should be fired and that he's been paid $1 million a game to watch from his coach because he has too much knowledge. Why is he saying that like it's a bad thing? If you, imagine if you didn't have to go to work and pe- the, your work was just like, listen, we think you're so smart that you're setting, you're making everyone else feel bad and we're going to pay you a million quid to just sit at home and watch it. Can you imagine how much... <laughs> I know. Well, basically, they're saying, when he goes, I have too much knowledge, I have too much... I've, I'm getting so close to the truth. He's one of these people like Russell Brand that thinks they're going to... He's going to... What is the truth? Chandler Jones, and he's going to go, oh, oh, big farmer's bad. Like, ah, we fucking know, cunt. What's new? Uh, but Chandler Jones is basically, he's just delivered something that sounds unbelievable. Sounds like something that would be my greatest dream is something that is bad. Uh, I think what's, what happened at the start was Josh McDaniels sent him away because he's obviously not right in the head or there's some problems with him at the moment. Um yeah, the 33-year-old, he's 33 now. The 33-year-old defensive end is currently out due to non-football uh, non-football illness. Uh, Jones recently claimed he was involuntarily institutionalized, albeit briefly. Um, yeah, who knows? Uh, he probably does need it, in fairness. So maybe somebody did drop him in. Maybe he didn't. Who knows? Not my, not my, not not my cup of tea. Uh, anyway, sideline Las Vegas star Chandler Jones spent Thursday morning on a bizarre social media territory demanding the coach Daniels be fired while claiming he's been paid one million to stay from the team because he has too much knowledge. Jones went on to describe himself as a messenger who is protected by the Navy SEALs and the USMC. Now, well, let, let's start with there. Anybody that describes himself as a messenger is going to end up causing ructions. Right, we're going to cause them, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he cut right. He's kind of as a messenger. It's another thing to think. What is your message then? What is your message? A messenger who is protected by the Navy SEALs and the U.S. Marine Corps. I don't, I don't know what that means. That would be. I mean, if you were protected by the U.S. Marine Corps and the Navy SEALs, I mean, like, if anything, I feel like you're a valuable asset that they want to keep hold of to torture rather than anything. Uh, I don't know what he means by that, but uh, he thinks that Navy SEALs are protecting them. First of all, already alarming, you know, alarming to say that about your former coach and then say that you're uh, basically uh, uh, the Messiah and you're being kept away because you have too much knowledge. And they're like, "What's your knowledge?" I'm like, "Well, the Army is protecting me." Anyway. The 33-year-old is not... Yeah, yeah. It's about mental health. He recently accused Raiders owner Mark Davis of protecting someone who allegedly who allegedly his granddaughter, his goddaughter, I could wish I'd play with my brothers, but Marky Mark is holding a huge secret that only I know. Okay, that doesn't really... Ultimately, Bones, Jones backtracked. 
but saying his phone was hacked, but has since claimed that he was taken involuntarily to a mental hospital, the hospital by the Las Vegas Fire Department last week. So he's not in a good place. Like, I mean, if the fire department's called and you're trying to section you, uh, things are things are not good uh, in this. Yeah, I don't know. He, he said that Mark Jones, the Raiders owner, the most mad-looking cunt in the world, that the guy that walks into a fucking barber's and is like, hey, is there any chance you could just fuck my entire world up? And the barber's like, absolutely. Absolutely, I'm a Raiders fan. <laughs> um, anyway, Chandler Jones is tweeting uh, things like, let me see, some of the tweets. I'll tweet until I hear from Mark Davis. I'm wide awake, Katy Perry. Do you think that Kitty Perry wake, wakes up, reads that, and is just like, what's he saying about me? There's a madman tweeting about me. It's John Jones's brother. <laughs> it is threatening. Uh, I don't know. I'm wide awake, Kitty Perry. It's saying that like as if Kitty Perry is actually his leader. Like he's the messenger and Kitty Perry's the god. God, I am now awake and I am free. Kitty Perry. <laughs> May I join you and your California girls. <laughs> anyway. Ian went on two hours later. This is all within 19 seconds of each other. I'm a messenger. Yeah, we. <laughs> Great. And next one. Meanwhile, I get one more. Yeah, this is the Mark Davis won't pick up the calls. I have too much knowledge. Chandler Jones, I am one of the last kings left. Let me pay for the Raiders or I'm going to talk to somebody bigger than the NFL. Look at my Instagram. AVI. Uh, wild. I don't really know what he means by that. Uh, protect your families. <laughs> is <laughs> just another one uh he's bringing y'all back to life after y'all longed us good buddy okay uh my dog's got cancer i might have to put his ass down teardrop <laughs> i've actually you know what I, i'm gonna stop this because there there is definitely more but really that is just someone who is who's just genuinely brain damaged um See, like you always see, because I don't mind these t- trying to rule out headshots. I I, know, I don't get the old-fashioned people. I understand that they had from a different time. It was probably definitely look at. But I just see now, like, random people in the NFL, like, at a pretty alarming rate. Now, I'm not saying that we're calling out anything here. It's obviously, this, it's been talked about for years. There's been fucking Hollywood movies about it. But when you see Chandler Jones and Antonio Brown and a couple other fucking people do some of the things they do, in the mad nature they do, you're just like, okay, I can see why there's such heavy fucking fines for leading with the helmet and stuff like that. I'm all for it. I don't really think it takes any. For me, like absolutely murdering tackles don't take anything out of the way from the game, apart from when Minka does it. <laughs> uh, but that's basically it. It's been quite a week in the NFL. Uh, I'm going to put this out basically right now after this because it's already days late. So I apologize for that. Uh, tune in next week where again we're going to try for Danny Ryan for the fourth continuous week, uh, if not. And it should be back out at a regular time in the middle of the week. Thank you all very much for listening. Um, yeah, cheers. Hi, I'm Chuck Kankles, lead scout for the Arizona Cardinals. Have you ever dreamt of playing wide receiver in the NFL? Have you had cancer and look like you may have cancer or suffer from cancer? Then the Cardinals are looking for you to complete our set of Joshua Dobbs and James Conner. Please send your headshots to cancerousoffense at cardinals.com. That's all for this week's Clear and Oblivious. Make sure you join us for next week's episode. Join the Patreon and leave us five stars if you've enjoyed. See you soon.